This is the final word. Good evening, I'm Albie Oxenrider, and welcome to the award-winning and thought-provoking final word. You guys will agree with that, right? All right, uh, not that you need a reminder, but if you do, then I'm here to tell you that this is the show that invites you into the conversation. So jump in with us, and without further ado, let's introduce tonight's three panelists. Joining us remotely tonight, please welcome the afternoon host at 105.9 The X, Mark Madden. Hi, Mark. Albie, when the Penguins got ahead by two today, for the first time all year, I thought the referee should have stopped the fight. I thought that was a TKO. I forgot what it looked like. From our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com, welcome back, Dale Lawley. The storm is coming. <laughs> you better get to the store and get some toilet paper, milk, all those essentials before that happens. It is coming. From DKPittsburghSports.com as well, Chris Carter. Hi, Chris. Hi, Albie. I like my ice and hockey. I do not like it all over the roads all day. Yeah, a rough one today. And maybe the days to come. Some of the topics we're talking about tonight, we're looking for five words on the Penguins goaltending situation this season. How confident are you that the NHL can reverse the trend of growing COVID outbreaks across the league? Should the Steelers realistically pursue J.J. Watt? Why or why not? And is Marquise Pouncey a Hall of Famer? We'll ask those same questions. Why or why not? But first, the big topic tonight, what will it take for the Penguins to be a Stanley Cup contender? Mark? Well, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but certainly, first and foremost, better goaltending. Of all the weaknesses the Penguins have displayed, the goaltending has just been... Today, it wasn't horrifically bad, and Jari made a couple decent saves, but he was scrambly all day. He was too deep in the net. He just looked uncomfortable. And only one time this year, in his eight starts, has he allowed under three goals. And that's just not going to win enough games. Gino made that horribly lazy defensive play today, got held pointless, uh, had some jump though. He's getting there. I think Latang's getting there. Sid actually scored a 5 1 5 goal for the first time all year, albeit into an empty net. So I think certain elements of the way the Penguins want to play are starting to develop. They're starting to get healthy at the blue line too. I thought Mike Matheson had a real good game today. But they're not going to go far with the goaltending unless it gets a lot better. All right, Dale, you're next. Yeah, I mean, to, to Mark's point, I mean, when you look at it, Casey DeSmith is, is 40th in the NHL in save percentage, and Chari going into today was 50th. There are only 51 qualifying guys, uh, you know, so that's not good enough, and it's just not going to be good enough. So the, right now, this team, the only way that it becomes a Stanley Cup contender is if 10 or 12 other teams opt out. Chris? I agree with you guys. It's, I mean, the goalie problem is consistent all, all year long. And, of course, when you look at this team, it's built around its stars. It's going to need the stars to, to be great. If Mark's right that Malkin's figuring things out and he gets back to where, where Penguins fans know he can be, that's going to be huge for this team. But even if he does get there, you need better goaltending, and that's going to be a huge issue going into the rest of the season. All right. A reminder, keep the comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word and on Facebook at The Final Word. Now it's time for five words. Give us five words on that, exactly that, the Penguins goaltending situation this season. All from Facebook. Tony says, please trade for Flurry now. Ronald says, not a Stanley Cup twosome. And Eric says, major move will be made. Now Mark, Dale, and Chris, we're looking for five words on the Penguins goaltending situation this season. Mark, you're up again first. 
can Ron Hextall still play? Get out <laughs> his pads. At least can take a whack at somebody. Uh, I don't think they're going to get a big-time goaltender in a deal. I don't think they're going to make any big-time deals all year. I think it's going to be primarily an evaluation year for Hextall and Burke. I could see them getting a cheap, steady veteran if Jari doesn't start to play better. But they need to look at the goaltending coach, Mike Buckley. He replaced Mike Bales when Flurry left. And since then, the goaltending has got worse. And furthermore, Jari's weaknesses, namely being too deep in the net, not poking at the puck around the blue paint, and poor rebound control, they're the same weaknesses Matt Murray had. And that doesn't bode well for the coaching. All right, Dale, five words. It's just not good enough. And, and, and I, I just don't see any way that they're, they're turning this around. When you look at it, and to Mark's point, when, when both of your goalies are in the bottom half of the league, bottom third of the league, bottom tenth of the league in save percentage, it just shows you that, that, that it doesn't seem to matter who's in goal. They're just allowing too many. And, and some of that's on the defense. Some of that's on the, you know, the, the, the way that they handle the puck and, and those things. But your goalie needs to stand up every once in a while, and they haven't done that all year. Chris, five words. Let me, let me just interject if I could. You can't play in the defense, even though it's been beat up, because the fancy stats vindicate the defense and heap more blame on Jari. All right. Chris, too inconsistent to be reliable. That's uh, that, that's the bottom line here. And that the thing is, is that you go through hot, even even for really good goalies, you go through hot streaks and cold streaks of, of when you're playing throughout a season. But that's why you keep two is that you can balance that out. Usually, there's no balance here. Not both of them are so inconsistent. That's the problem that they have right now. And to Mark's point, is that you can look at all the, all the other ways to analyze the game. It comes down to goalie play, and there's just no way around it for the Penguins. They've got to find an answer somewhere at some point if they're going to actually contend later in the season. All right, the Penguins got a uh, win today over the Capitals, their first win of the season by more than one goal, and they'll play the Caps again on Tuesday. Still to come, how confident are you that the NHL can reverse the trend of growing COVID outbreaks across the league? Joey on Twitter says if the NFL could make it work, so can NHL. More of your opinions, plus the panel chiming in on that as the final word continues. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Final word. Welcome back. I'm Albie Oxenrider. Tonight with Mark Madden, Dale Lawley, and Chris Carter. So many stars, we had to keep one of them out of the studio. How confident are you that the NHL can reverse the trend of growing COVID outbreaks across the league, Dale? Well, uh, you know, they've, they've started to, to uh, take on or, or inter, uh, interject some of the things that the NFL did. Uh, contract tra uh, contact tracing at home, testing the family members, things like that keeping the players away from the, the facility. Um, so it, it, it worked to a large degree for the NFL. They were able to get all their games in. Uh, but it's just different because you're playing two or three games a week. And so you're going to have these instances when you have teams staying on the road for extended periods of time where guys, you can't expect guys to just sit in a hotel room 
you know, for four and five, and, and as the Penguins just coming off a, a long road trip, uh, you know, 10 days at a time, it just doesn't work. So you're going to continue to see this. Um, you just have to deal with it. All right, back to Twitter. They'll get through it like the other leagues. Chris, you're next. I think Joey Bag of Donuts, the guy before the break, had a good point. If the NFL can pull this off, I think the NHL can. And, yes, the NHL has to do several games a week. But we see college basketballs adapting to it. And, yes, they're moving schedules around. But the NHL can be flexible right now. They can figure this out. Like Dale said, they're, they're starting to adapt some of the things that the NFL did to protect itself. There's got to be methods that they have in place to protect them. I think in the long run, the NHL figures this out. And a lot of this sometimes is people start to panic when they see these COVID numbers rise and seeing people miss games or other issues that come up. The leagues are the ones that are figuring things out, and so far I think they're, they're handling that well across the board. All right, Mark, what do you think is going to happen with the COVID situation in the NHL? First off, Albie, I had my first vaccination. My second one will be in a couple weeks, and the main thing is that I'm safe. As long as I'm safe, I think we all agree that we've achieved our goals as a nation. Uh, in terms of the NHL situation, I don't even think it's that serious. I'm not sure how many of the players have COVID or how many just came in contact with somebody who had COVID. That's not been delineated, at least as far as I know. All that matters is getting enough games on TV to fulfill those contracts. From that standpoint, they'll be fine. I think they might have to add a week, but I think they get through the whole season and the playoffs, no problem. It's about getting the money you're owed, and they're going to get the money they're owed. All right. One of the sports stories of note the last couple days was J.J. Watt getting released by the Texans. Here we go. Reportedly about a dozen teams are interested. Chris, should the Steelers <laughs> realistically pursue J.J. Watt? I mean, only if he comes and says, I will play for the vet minimum. There's no way that they should do this. There's too many things that they have to invest in right now. Offensive line, whether it's center or offensive tackle, even backing up the, backing up the center position is also an issue because I don't think you really want J.C. Hassenauer even being the backup at this point. But they also need to get depth at linebacker, depth at edge rusher, depth on the interior defensive line. And J.J. Watt, if, if he wants to come and make it a great story, that's great and that's great for him. But the Steelers can't plan on that right now. There's too many other weaknesses on their roster that they have to address and reestablish their foundation moving forward for whenever it's this year, next year, two years from now, when Ben's done so that they have pillars in place to keep the franchise moving forward. All right, back to Twitter. Not unless he can change position to offensive lineman exactly. or running back. Uh, Dale, what are your thoughts on this? If his name was J.J. Smith, would anybody be talking about this? Exactamundo. Yes, he, he's a three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. That's great. But it was also almost a decade ago. Um, you know, could, could they use a guy like that? Could they use a, a rotational depth piece to give Hayward and Tuitt uh, time off, uh, you know, keep them off the field as much? Absolutely. Does it have to be J.J. Watt? No. They could find somebody else. They could go draft somebody, which would make a heck of a lot more sense than going out and getting a 32-year-old guy who has played, uh, two full, has played a full season just twice in the last five years. All right, Mark? He's never won a thing. He's only played 60% of his team's games over the last five seasons. He's past his prime, and he's hurt all the time. All it is is a good story and nothing else. So my answer unequivocally is N-O, no. All right. Another big story the last several days is the retirement of Steelers center Marquise Pouncey. Uh, Mark, we're going right back to you. Is Marquise Pouncey a Hall of Famer? Yeah, I think so. Uh He's one of the top 10 centers of all time. And he's continued the grand tradition of excellence 
at that position in Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I just don't see him getting in that quick. But he played 10 years. He made the Pro Bowl nine times. He made all Pro five times. Again, one of the top five, uh, top 10 centers ever, and probably uh, not far off the top five. Yeah, I think he definitely gets in. Might have to wait five or six years like Fanica, but he 100% gets in. All right, back to Twitter. Uncle Junior delivered a bunch of no's. Hmm. I'm not going to say all the no's because there are 26 of them. Uh, but uh, clearly he thinks uh, Marquise Pouncey should not be in the Hall of Fame. Dale, what are your thoughts? I think un Uncle Junior needs to uh, take a chill pill. Marquise <laughs> Pouncey belongs in the Hall of Fame. As Mark said, he's one of the top. Actually, if you look at, at Pro Football Reference, which has a Hall of Fame monitor, Marquise Pouncey is, is number seven on the list of all time of, of every center who's ever played the game. They measure a bunch of different things uh, to, to figure that out. And the six guys ahead of him are all in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, and two of them happen to be for the Steelers. I think that's where Marquise Pouncey loses a little bit because he played in Pittsburgh. Steeler fans look at him and say, well, he's not as good as Dermonte Dawson or he's not as good as, as, as you know, as My Webby. Yeah. Um, okay, but he, he's still pretty damn good. Um, you know, so I, I think you have to look at it that way. If you look at the guys, you know, his contemporaries, he was voted to the, the, the all-decade uh, all team for, two, th for the 2010s. That's voted on by the Hall of Fame uh, voters and so they voted him in already on that he'll get into the Hall of Fame yeah this makes last week's question uh, who's the next Steelers Hall of Famer even more interesting maybe it'll be Marquise Pouncey before Ben all right Chris Carter what do you think uh, Marquise Pouncey's future uh, will it be in Canton I mean it, he'll, he'll make it to Canton I don't know if he'll beat Ben because if Ben retires next year I, I'm with Mark I, I think that he has to wait a few years and I think Ben is a first ballot guy for a lot of people yep. so uh, that's where I see him going but yeah he, I mean nine-time Pro Bowl or five to when you make the all-decade team when you think about it during his career from 2010 to now he, he was the guy that defined the center position when he was in his prime. He was pulling and lead blocking. He was dominating an A-gap. He was a huge part of the Steelers reinventing its offensive line to protect Ben Roethlisberger. As you remember, in the late 2000s, early 2010s, I mean, a lot of people thought Ben Roethlisberger wasn't going to make it to 2015, let alone 2021. So uh, he's a he deserves a lot of credit for that and what he was able to do. He's absolutely a Hall of Famer. Anyone that thinks otherwise, I think, is fooling themselves. All right. Once again, Marquise Pouncey retired. J.J. Watt released. The stories have nothing to do with each other. All right, when we come back, we're going to go around the horn on any topic. The final word is next, right here. Welcome back. It's time for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. And I, Chris, I know you're full of good thoughts tonight. So why don't I just throw it to you here? Absolutely. It doesn't matter what you think. That's not how it works. Okay. Oh, gosh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I'm, a, I, I'm learning. I'll be flubbing on our, the, on our joke with The Rock. Anyways. The thing is, the Steelers have to get back to investing in the running back position. The last time this team won playoff games was because Le'Veon Bell was carrying it to those wins. And yes, the offensive line is crucial. They need to invest in that as well. But people who keep thinking, oh, well, James Robinson worked for the Jaguars this year. He wasn't drafted. This, that's going to be fine. No, they have to get a running back that yeah. can create. Jaguars won, what, two games? Exactly. And that's my point. <laughs> in that if they want to be serious about revamping this offense for the end of Ben's career and fi figuring out who's next at quarterback, you need a running back that can create extra yards. 
Chris, thanks for being patient with me. <laughs> Mark, final word. I'm not sure Ben Roethlisberger's coming back. We were told two weeks ago by Art Rooney and by Ben this was a simple matter. They'd get it straightened out. Well, what's the wait? I don't even think they've met yet. Furthermore, if I'm Ben Roethlisberger, I'm not sure I'd want to come back. A bunch of my cronies retired, including Ponce and Vance McDonald. A preferred target is going to be departing via free agency in Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, the Steelers lost five of their last six in Ben's last seven games. He only went over the 90 passer rating mark once. He threw 10 of his interceptions in those seven games, and he threw four interceptions in the playoff game. If I'm Ben, I just don't think I want to come back unless it's for the money, and I would think he already has enough money. All right, Dale, final word. Well, I was reading today on ESPN about how the NFL or the Major League Baseball Players Association is upset with Trevor Bauer's three-year, $102 million contract because, well, it's not long enough. Uh, they, they feel like that there's, there's something going on here because it pales in comparison to the Garrett Cole deal. He's going to make $40 million this year. $40 million. And you're upset about that? Major League Baseball is broken. It, it continues to be broken, and it's a joke. All right. Thanks, guys. Our final word now from social media. All right. Suck it up and rebuild, Steelers. You are only fooling yourselves at this point. All right, as you must know by now, weather, winter weather is ramping up tomorrow. An even bigger storm tomorrow night into Tuesday morning. Our team of experts here is here for you. Special start time for Channel 11 Morning News Tuesday morning. Get up early, guys. 4 a.m. weather and traffic uh, updates as well as closings and delays as the storm hits western Pennsylvania. We're halfway through February. That's the good news. That's the final word for tonight. I'm Albie Auctionrider for Mark Madden, Dale Lawley, and Chris Carter. Thanks for staying up late with us. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time right here on The Final Word. <laughs>